All right, today we're going to talk about one of Lisa's favorite subjects, and that's Sabbath. <laughs> okay, so actually, I, I can't even talk about Sabbath because it'd be a lie. I've got all the producers laughing talk, right now. I can talk about, I can talk about uh, unrest. Unrest. I can okay. talk about unrestless. Okay, but Sabbath is important because here's the way so I look at it. maybe you should talk about Sabbath. All right, God created the heavens and the earth in six days. Then he rested on the seventh, correct? So you look at the Ten Commandments. I know we're not under the law, but I'm not killing people, and I'm not going to kill people, and that's the Sixth Commandment. So I'm not going to violate it, because why? He's put his laws in my heart. I'm not going to commit adultery, because that's the Seventh Commandment. Why? Because He's I would kill the, you. You'd then kill I'd me, and God would kill me. One of the so, and then I'm not going to steal. That's the Eighth. Okay, so you all these Ten Commandments, we don't use the name of the Lord in vain. We don't uh, worship other idols. We don't covet our neighbor's wife. We don't covet our neighbor's goods. All right, we're keeping all of them in the sense we're not under them. We observe them because God's written them in our hearts. Why is it the fourth one we totally ignore? It's a lack of trust. It's a lack of trust. You just nailed it. Tell me what you mean by that statement. We think if we rest a full day that God won't be able to take care of us. Correct. So Sabbath is more about trusting God than it is even about the rest. Yes. So what it says to I, God is Did you it think said, I was going to get that right? I, I knew you would get it right. And no, I just, I see conviction that. all you over you that. right now. I don't see that. I do. And the rest of us do that are sitting in this room. All right. So here's the deal. It's yes, it's in the Old Testament, but it's also in the New Testament. Jesus' disciples were having amazing meetings. They were in the middle of healing the six and Preaching the kingdom of God. Filling the six. What is that? Is that six people? That's called, that's called, uh, my head was ahead of my speech. And so Jesus pulls them right out of the meeting. And you know what he says to them? Come over to this place and rest. And basically he says, come apart lest you come apart. So um, he said, you need to take some rest. But yet the way Jesus did it, it wasn't like the law where from sundown to sundown, you couldn't do anything. You know, and I kind of, I have to be honest with you. I think that men do this so much better than women. Because I've noticed on your rest days, that's like, I'm going to lay on the sofa and watch Golf Channel and maybe go golfing. But I still got to cook. I still got to clean. I still have to do laundry. It's just, yeah, something needs to shift. I mean. Where are we going with this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Lise, maybe maybe uh, you should rethink of what day to do laundry and rethink, <laughs> maybe cook a meal and have it ready. But no, it, it's I, don't I like believe leftovers. I believe it's not just the constriction. Old Testament is about constricting us. They're laws because we didn't have God's nature in us. In the New Testament, I think there is a rhythm of rest that we have to develop. Mm-hmm. I was at dinner with a very close friend of ours. He has a seven thousand member church. He was just turning 50. I was just turning 50. And at dinner, he looked at me and he said, John, I've got the five-year plan. I said, well, what do you mean five-year plan? He said, well, I've got it all planned out. Who's taking the church five years from now? I said, you'll only be 55. He said, John, I'm worn out. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 55 is not the time for you to bow out. You're still very young at heart. And of course we would say that because we're 56 and 57. Right. So... I kind of started prying, and and the first thing, as I said to him, is, what do you do for recreation? What do you do for rest? He said, well, really nothing. 
he said, you know, I'm, I got so many family responsibilities and so many church responsibilities. And I said, so you don't do anything to bring refreshment to your soul? He said, no. I said, okay, I'm giving you an order. And this is one time I felt like I could give an order. I said, I'm ordering you to find something. To Wait, fun- this is one time? Well, I don't know. I'm a D personality. So anyway, <laughs> I said, I'm giving you an order. I said, between now and the next year when I see you again, I want you to find something that brings rest to your soul. I said, it's not involving um, your children. It's not involving you know, your, you, you know, your work. Your church. Your, your church. I said, I want you to do it that brings... Re- I don't care if it's learning how to fly a plane. I don't care if it's fishing. I don't care what it is. Find something. Well, one year later, I came back, and he was like a changed man. And he said, John, I took up golf, because that was the first thing I recommended. Of course, you know, I'm known for golf. But anyway, um, he took lessons, bought, bought clubs, and he joined a club. And Lisa, he is now 57 years old, and he's going as strong as ever, because he violated God's command. Um, I was having lunch with, or dinner actually, with Robert Morris just a few weeks ago, and I said, Robert, I'm taking my first official sabbatical. And you would have thought that I made his year. He grabbed my hand and started rubbing it. I'm so proud of you, John. I'm so proud of you. And he said, how long is it? And I said, well, it's a couple weeks. It's three weeks. And he said, well, that's a, that's a long vacation, John. And so anyway, you we won't go there. Somewhere. You got to start somewhere. That's what I said. And so, But he was still, he said, I'm so proud. And, and I said, so Robert, what do I do on sabbatical? And he said, no, John, this is the wrong question. I said, what's the right question? He said, what do I not do? And I said, wow. He said, John, the word Sabbath literally means this, work not. He said, you know, like your kids used to say when they were goofing off, they'd go, you're strong, not, and then laugh. I said, he said, that's exactly what Sabbath means. It means work, not. And I said, okay. He said, so anything you do for work, preparing messages, studying the Bible to get messages, reading Christian books to help develop your your leadership ability. Don't do it. He said, do things with your family, do things that bring refreshing to your soul, spend time with God, just enjoying God, not praying about things that for the ministry. He said, and you will be amazed at what kind of man you will come out of once this Sabbath is over. I am so excited to meet him. Yes, I know you are. So Lisa, I I believe that we haven't stressed it enough. And I, I don't want people saying, oh, I got to observe one day a week where I don't do anything. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a rhythm of rest in your life. So tell me what that means to you. Well, I mean, I definitely think this is an area of weakness in my life. Um, I I grew up being told I was lazy all the time. And so I think that perhaps I have been overcompensating for that for a couple of years. And then being a mom, I think that you feel this constant need to do, 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 do. So I think for me, I'm coming into a season where I, I can I can decide what brings refreshing to my soul. And can I so, ask you an honest question, though? I, do I have back, to give an honest answer? Yes, you do. Because for the sake of the people listening, if we go back... Would you say, man, I would have taken more deliberate Sabbath rests um, in my walk in the last 20 years? Would, would, you, would you do that? 
Well, if I'm going to be super honest with you, I would say you were the biggest violator of that because I do remember being on vacation and you would sneak away to the hotel room and call the office when you're trying to ask me that question. If you would have asked me that question, I would have said, yes, I would have taken much more deliberate rest Yeah, because I believe now that I've studied it, now that I've talked about it with people that really have studied it out, I realize that it was lack of trust. Mm -hmm. I realize it wasn't saying, hey, God, I know there's a lot on my plate, but you know what? you supernaturally can take care of this if I honor your Sabbath rest. Because if you took a rest in creating the heavens and the earth, I should have done it. So I'm going to be vulnerable and say, yes, I would have done this totally differently. And I admire the younger pastors that have learned and the younger Christians that have learned the importance of Sabbath rest. Well, I'm not a wired like you are. You are so tightly wound, very highly disciplined, very highly organized. I can waste a lot of time over the capacity of any given day. So I feel like I kind of cheat where I have Sabbath hours during the day, maybe where they're just throwaway hours. So maybe I just need to be more intentional. Cause, and I know Addison talked to me about, it. he's like, mom, you need to have a full day off instead of a half day on half day off, half day on half day off. And then on weekends have their cray cray off. Cause I come home and I feel like I have a ministry hangover on Monday morning. And so I, I have to just totally disengage just to get my brain back. So I'm actually looking forward. This is an experiment for me. It's a revelation for John. This is an experiment for me. I am looking forward to what this is going to look like. And, um, yeah. And I do think that there are some people that on the flip side have misused rest. I think we are in an urgent hour. And I think sometimes people are like, Oh, I need to rest. I'm like, well, you need to focus. I mean, when you are working, let's be fully working. And when you're resting, be fully resting. I I think think that's that's my challenge statement, but I do think there's a lot of people that use rest as an excuse to be lazy or use rest as an excuse to escape. And, um, I, I just think that the Bible also says that we need to work while it's day. Because the, the, the night is coming blessed. where we cannot right. work. Yeah. Right. And so, so, it's a so I do think there's definitely a balance. And I think I, your greatest statement, though, was when you rest, you rest. Yes. Not half rest, half work. Yes. And, and work, I haven't learned how to do that. Work, and, work. and I do think that we do have a world right now where there's a lot of interruptions to your rest that maybe you don't even know about, whether that would be Facebook or Instagram and, and Twitter. And we're going to find out for us what it is, you know, that maybe these things, even though we don't answer them back, they emotionally or mentally engage us. And we are we're, we're feeling a lack of rest or a draining or a comparison or, oh my gosh, I'm off and things are happening and I'm going to fall behind kind of thing. So I think this is a, this is going to be an interesting experiment for the Bevere household. You know, I um, had a pastor tell me, uh, great, great man of God. He said to me, now, I, I don't remember the numbers, but boy, I remember the impact it had on me. He said, when in 1975, there were 250 on average images or informational bits that would interrupt our day that hit us. He said in the year 2000, it went up to, I think the number was 2,500 from 250. And he said in the year 2015, it's at 6,500, I believe he said. So I believe it is the enemy's way to constantly keep us inundated, inundated, distracted. You know, Peter got distracted by the waves and by the storm. He got distracted by the physical, external circumstances. 
I believe if we're not really careful, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as great as tools they are to reach people and great as tools as they are to be able to communicate the Word of God and messages, good messages to people, they can end up becoming the wind and the waves and the storm. So I think it's really important that we learn how to take a Sabbath rest. You know, Lisa and I are so grateful that you've joined us today, and we just want to encourage you, go to iTunes and review this program if it's really ministering to you. And the other thing is our new messenger streaming, where you literally can get a hold of messages that we have produced for our our friends and partners that are part of the streaming. You go to messengerstreaming.org, and uh, one of them on there is Raising Boys that you and Havilah did. It's called Moms of Men. Uh, Another one is, uh, I did a series on lessons I've learned the hard way, and these are the most valuable lessons that I've learned in life from my mistakes and so there'll be more to come there's There's actually a lot more to come on there as well right so messenger streaming we love you guys we'll see you soon